listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business on PetLifeRadio.com. I'm your host, Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Now, this is the show where we help you start or grow your business to a healthy six-figure per year profit. Now, on the show today, I'm excited because we've got one of our own, someone from the pet industry. So stay with us and I'll be right back with Megan Wallace. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T Yes, a simple solution for shedding. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, and we're back. And today with us, we've got uh, Megan Wallace. So first off, Megan, thanks for being on the show this morning. Hi, Ty. Thanks for having me. So for those that don't know you, can you tell us who you are and, and what you do? Sure. My name is Megan Wallace, and I've been a dog trainer for about the past eight years. I originally got started when my aunt needed help with her three dogs, and she found Scott Harris. He was looking for just some summer help at the time, and I ended up working with him and never leaving the industry. And so that was in Chicago, right? Yes. Okay. And so um, since then, you've, uh, you're no longer in Chicago, right? I am not. I recently relocated to San Diego. Okay. So let me ask you this. From your time in Chicago, your time in San Diego, I mean, were you a success right out of the gate with your business or did you have a, a learning curve where you had to, to learn a bunch of things? I would definitely not say I was super successful right out of the gate. Once I kind of ventured on my own, I quickly found out that it is a lot harder than it seemed to be. You know, I didn't really have a whole lot of internet presence and uh, I quickly fell behind on my bills and, you know, my mortgage and everything like that. And, And that's when I really kind of plunged into the whole internet side of things. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the success you've had online and a really unique approach that uh, when you told me about it, I thought was really cool. And I'm I'm hoping a lot of people can start employing this. But you just recently did something which would terrify a lot of business owners, which is you say, okay, I'm I'm going to drop this business. I'm going to go start another one from scratch. What gave you the, the courage to do something like that? Really, I mean, what it came down to was because when I was training dogs, you know, I didn't have that internet presence. I literally had just enough money to either pay one month, you know, mortgage or, you know, kind of put the money into this internet thing and and really try that. And, and, you know, I kind of found like that's what I needed to do because, you know, if I paid that one month of mortgage, you know, where was the next month going to come from? You know, so I I really kind of had to take the plunge. 
Gotcha. And so we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of what this system is that you do, that you teach, that you help other people do. And so before we get into the nuts and bolts, give me an overview. What exactly is it that you do that was able to get you, you know, off the ground and running in San Diego from the moment you stepped foot in California? Sure. So what we do is basically we build an internet presence for, you know, the business. So for me, what it was is, you know, I was in Chicago at the time, had my main website, but didn't necessarily have the financial means to really, you know, go on with one of those huge marketing companies that charge, you know, five or $10,000. So what I ended up doing was kind of diving into this idea that I have of building these satellite pages. So that way I wasn't just being found in one area or one, you know, town. Instead, I wanted to kind of build this network of, I want to be found in 10, 15 towns. So what you did is you built this network, like you mentioned, of satellite pages. So these aren't pages on your website, right? These are whole different websites, correct? Correct. So in Chicago at the time, so I'm guessing what? You built like a site for Peoria or Batavia? I don't know Chicago that well, but... Sure, uh, sure. So I was actually in the one of the suburbs. So I was in Lockport. So, you know, I went through and, you know, obviously me being from that area, I knew what areas I wanted to market in and and be found for. So that's what I did. I put together a list of, okay, I want to be found in Lamont, Downers Grove, Naperville, in the suburbs that I know that have the population there. I know that they have the amount of dogs. And so that's what I did. I, I went through and one of the things that I found is Chicago is such a competitive market. There's so many dog trainers. And one of the things is that's the big city that everyone's after, right? Which is fine. But for me, I didn't have the financial means at the time to really kind of jump on board and and go for that keyword. So I figured Chicago, that was about 45 minutes away from me. There's thousands upon thousands of dogs between there and where I was that I could reach and that would come to me. Okay. And so you actually ended up building over 10 websites kind of based on these individual keywords is what you're saying then? Yep. And what I did was, you know, when I got into this, I started looking at the different keywords that were being searched. Google suggestions is a great tool and it's awesome to use because what happens is as you're typing something into Google, the suggestion box underneath pops up. And so what that means is that it has to be searched a certain number of times in order for Google to recognize that as a suggestion. So I definitely use that to help me kind of gauge my keywords and where I wanted to go with it. Okay, let me ask a little bit deeper question then, just to kind of really get at the nuts and bolts. For example, I remember years ago, I had a client and they were in Batavia. And so I was out there in Chicago and I remember staying in Naperville. So let's say I wanted to go after Naperville because if I remember right, it was a, it was a bigger town. Yep. So let, would I do Naperviddogtraining.com and Naperviddogtrainer.com or would you just do one of those or, or what no, would you No, I done? would just do one for me, you know, with the keyword dog training and dog trainer. So what I went with with Naperville was dog training Naperville. So it's one of those things, you know, because dog train, that's in both of those words. Same thing for Lamont. You know, it was a big town, very wealthy neighborhood. So, for instance, I went with dogtrainerlamont.com for that one. And so whether somebody types in dog training Lamont or dog trainer Lamont, I pop at the top of the page. Okay. Does it matter if you do lamontdogtrainer.com or dogtrainerlamont.com? It does matter. Typically, I found, you know, with that specific area, more people were actually typing in the keyword first and then the town. Interesting. And so you found that out through keyword research, and you mentioned the Google Keyword Tool. Do you still use that today? 
I use that to a degree. There's a few other things that I like to use in order to really kind of nail down the big keyword that I'm after. Okay. So let's say, for example, you've got 10 sites out there. Are these like full-on, you know, about us, several different pages on services? I mean, are these full-on built-out websites? Or are they just a few pages? What kind of sites are these? Yeah, they're just a few pages. One of the things that we, we put on the satellite pages is, you know, a visit our main page because that's really, you know, a lot of people want to get them back to their main page, check out their other services. So really the idea behind the satellite pages is building this presence, right, to help people find us. And then they fill out the contact form, the lead capture, and then we can get in touch with them and, you know, and, and talk to them about their dogs. So really for me, it was not necessarily creating, you know, huge websites on each one of these towns, but instead getting that audience that we want. Do you like to maintain the same type of branding across everyone? So if someone finds Lamont Dog Trainer and Batavia Dog Trainer, do you want them to look the same or do you want it to look completely different? No. So what, what we actually do is we build it around our, so, you know, the dog trainer's business. So it's not going to, you know, look like mine because mine was built for my Midway Dog Academy pages. So yours actually, for instance, would look like your businesses because we want to keep all of that consistent. Okay. And so every one of those 10 sites is going to have a similar look and feel or 15 sites or whatever. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. So uh, talk to me a little bit more from a perspective of SEO, you know, search engine optimization. Having these 10 sites out there, what does that do? I mean, does that help your main site? Are you just looking, you know, to kind of get ranked in those certain areas? I mean, talk to me about a little bit bigger picture here. Sure. So there's actually a lot that goes into it. So not only does it, SEO-wise, not only does it really help kind of bump you for all of those individual towns, but it also does benefit your main website because those are actually all backlinks to your website. So all of them will actually have that link on it that says visit our main page. And so with the SEO purpose of the main page, it does help because that's saying, hey, you know, your main page is super relevant. You have all of these backlinks going to it. Okay. Okay. Now, I know you do this for other companies, and here in a little bit, we're going to talk about how you know people can learn more about that. But let me ask you, because you obviously need to be getting traffic, so your clients that hire you to do this for them, do you ask anything of them as far as like making content or anything like that? Yes. Typically, what I say is I do 80% of the work. There is some stuff that the person has to do, so I ask them to write between one and two articles a month, because we want to make sure that our stuff is active. Google loves active websites, live feed, so that's what I do ask of them. If they have a main website, so when I'm putting together content, you know, unique content is very important. And that's what I do. So I'll grab some of your content off of your main website, and, and I do change it up because we want to make sure that we're using the keywords that we've targeted for that area and that we do change everything up so that it is giving Google what they want. We're playing by okay. the rules. So when you, uh, you know, when you create this content or when, I'm sorry, when your clients create this content, what do you do with it? Does it go on a blog on the website? Do you put it on article directories? What's your main purpose behind that content? So there's the content and then there's the articles. So with the articles, we do actually post it to their blog. We do all the tagging with the keywords and everything like that. But the content for the actual page, when they give me that, that's what I work from to actually build and put up on the website. So typically it's kind of the about us in the beginning. Then, you know, some people want the services listed on there and that's fine. So we really individualize it to what people want within the means that I know are going to work. 
Okay. So let's say that uh, someone hires you or maybe someone's a rock star. They go out and they do this on their own. What kind of turnaround are we talking? Because SEO, I know, can sometimes be tricky. I mean, are they going to start seeing new leads tomorrow? Is it going to be three months from now? I mean, what kind of things can people expect when they do a strategy like this? Sure. I mean, every, I can't say no, it's not an overnight thing because it's not. Google, with all of their constantly changing, you know, their algorithms and everything like that, it could vary between three and five months of indexing, you know, on the top of page one in Google. Yahoo and Bing, in my experience, they index much faster, but obviously we want to be found on not just those two, but all three of them. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, I want to find out who this is best suited for, what kind of companies, what kind of trainers, what kind of, you know, or if this even works for other industries. So, so folks, stay with us. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to Communicate with Animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are here for you. We're trying to make life with your pets even better. I know it's hard to believe that can it even be better than it is, and hopefully it's fantastic already. The goal here is to answer your questions, help you out with your problems, anything you really wanted to know, but maybe you're afraid to ask your veterinarian, or maybe it was just too expensive to go to your veterinarian just to ask a few simple things. So that's what you got me for here at uh, Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Call in. We'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, and and we're back, and we're with Megan Wallace, and uh, she's explaining to us a really unique system that she's developed of setting up satellite websites that target smaller areas of metropolitan areas so that you can get some of that fringe traffic, which adds up to a lot when you have 10 to 15 websites. So I want to talk about who this is for. Does this work for everyone? I mean, is this only going to work for people in Chicago and Los Angeles and New York, or who can this work for? 
No, it can really work for just about anyone. I mean, obviously, depending where you're located, the amount of leads will vary compared to, you know, a a suburb of Chicago versus, say, Joplin, Missouri. That's going to vary, but, I mean, it really goes across the board. It can help anybody. So you're finding that even in smaller or mid-markets, there's enough traffic to some of these suburb-type keywords that it's worth doing? Absolutely. And and one of the things when I talk to clients from those areas, I do tell them, you know, it is going to vary. And you have to take into consideration of how far your client is willing to travel to you. So for instance, dog groomers, right? A lot of people find it kind of, I would say probably five miles, 10 miles or less that they're willing to drive to. Whereas dog training, I've had clients as far as two hours away that will drive to me. Gotcha. Now, what about a city? Like, for example, I'm thinking yesterday, I just came back from Las Vegas yesterday. Las Vegas doesn't have the amount of suburbs that an LA does, that a Chicago does. I mean, it's got Henderson, it's got, you know, it's got a few others. So if someone's in a smaller area, would they just set up fewer websites or are they just going to go even deeper and just find like even tiny towns and set up websites on those? Yeah, I mean, you could really do either of those. Um, Another thing that I've done for people is then we'll target different keywords. So dog training, puppy training, there's dog boarding, you know, it really just depends on what that area is really all about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, and you had mentioned something about groomers. And so let me ask you that. This will work for dog walkers. This will work for pet sitters. This will work for, I mean, this will work for other industries as well. Absolutely. And one of the things with that is because in today's day and age, everyone is so semi-obsessed with the internet. Nobody really flips open a yellow book anymore and goes through that. First thing everyone does is let's Google it, let's let's Bing it, you know, and, and that's really the importance of it is it can be used by anyone in the pet industry. Okay. Now let me ask you this because I've been approached by different companies over the years to say, hey, we can get you leads. We promise you leads. And, you know, I've even tried some of them out. And most of the time, the leads that I get are pure junk. You know, it was just someone that had a passing interest in dog training. So when we're talking about leads, there's obviously lead quality needs to come into play. So I think no matter what, we've got a good website here in Utah and we still get junk leads. I don't think there's any way around getting junk leads, uh, you know, people that we're never going to buy. How would you compare these types of leads? Are they the same different, better, worse than what you might get off of a, of a really main website? I can't really say that they're better or worse. One thing that I have found is the more questions that you actually have on that lead capture, the better pre-qualifying it does tend to be. Okay, so you want more than just like name, phone number, email. I mean, you're looking to ask actual questions when you're qualifying a lead. What are some of those questions? One of them is, does your dog pull on a leash? Is your dog dog aggressive? Is your dog human aggressive? And really take the time to figure out the questions that you want to ask. This is important stuff for you to know as a trainer. So that way, when you are reaching back out to this person, that you do have some information on the dog. I found that those people are more inclined to be ready to actually take that next step. And so just by asking more questions, someone is going to be more serious or something like that, I'm assuming? Yep, because it does take a little bit more time for them to actually fill 15 questions out on the lead capture opposed to first name, last name, email address, and phone number. Okay. Now let me ask you this question because one thing that I talk a lot about a lot when we're talking about marketing is the lifetime value of a customer. And so, you know, a dog walker, for example, they might charge, I don't know, $10 a day, but the lifetime value of a customer might be thousands because they walk them every day for three years or something like that. You know, a dog trainer might have a lifetime value. They might, maybe they're charging 1500 bucks or maybe they're just charging 100 bucks for a group class. 
a dog groomer, same thing. You know, a dog groomer might only charge 50 bucks for this, but they come in once a month for a year, so they're $600. So, so anyways, whenever we're talking about leads, I always think it's really important to look at lifetime value because it affects how much you're able to spend in order to get that lead. Sure. So let me ask you, have you found, does this, can this work for someone that's got the low lifetime value of 100 bucks or 150 bucks, you know, with a group class? Or does this need to be more geared towards somebody who's going to be getting four, five, six hundred dollars $600, $1,000 or more? Who's it going to work better for? I can't even say that it's going to work better for anyone because really it depends on what services you offer, what after training services you offer. It really just depends because, for instance, when I was in Chicago, I offered my private lessons board and trains. And then I also offered dog boarding for my clients that have gone through the training program with me. So with the market that I was in, I was able to charge a significant price for training and I would have them for a specific period of time. But I did make quite a few tens of thousand dollars more because I offered that additional service after. So I would say that it just depends if somebody's able to offer boarding or aftercare services. That's obviously going to extend how much you're able to charge that client and make after. Okay. Let me shift paces for a second. How long have you been in San Diego now? I've been in San Diego for about four months now. Okay. So the proof is going to be in the pudding. and I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Because this is a system that you set up in Chicago, and it was obviously working for you in Chicago. How much lead time did you have going to San Diego? I mean, how much time did you, because I believe you told me you moved because of, was it your fiance? He's in the military or something? Yes. Okay. So how much lead time did you have before you said, okay, I know I'm going from Chicago to San Diego? I had about, I would say, seven to eight months notice. Okay. And so when did you start putting, because I know you started putting your systems in place in San Diego. How much ahead of time did you do that? I did that about, I would say, six months before our actual move date. And what I did then was about a month before I, we actually were leaving to drive out to San Diego is when I actually started doing my callbacks for that area and booking jobs for me. So within a week of me actually being at my place in San Diego, I had clients dropping their dogs off. No kidding. So you touched down and already you've got money coming in. Absolutely. And that was one of the big things that I had in my head that I needed to do, right? I didn't want to wait that downtime for Google to index my stuff. I wanted to be proactive. I wanted to walk into an established running business. Okay. And so did you, just out of curiosity, did you set up a main site and satellite sites as well, or did you just set up the satellite sites? Nope. I did a main site and I also did the satellite pages because, so for instance, I have my Chicago one and then I also have the San Diego one. So for my Chicago site, it's, you know, optimized for Chicago. So my California one, it's optimized for San Diego. So I didn't want to kind of be spinning my wheels. I wanted to individualize them. Okay. And so the business that you had coming in already in California, that was done ahead of time. Did this take you a lot of time to set up? I mean, if someone wanted to do this, like I say, obviously it's something that you do, but if someone wanted to be proactive and go out and do it on their own, I mean, is this super time consuming? It seems like it could be with 10 to 15 sites out there. Not really. If you don't really know a whole ton about how to build websites, I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours doing A-B testing, seeing what the market likes, colors affect things, headlines and titles, those affect things. So I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours putting in time to do the research and reaping the benefits because of it. Now, I know for your clients, you'll put out 10 to 15 sites. Do you do that for yourself as well or you do 50 or 60? I mean, how many sites do you do for yourself? 
it's one of those things where less is more with this, right? We don't want to come off spammy to Google. We don't want to come off spammy to any of the other search engines. So 10 to 15 is a pretty substantial amount. Okay. And actually, that brought up a question that was in the back of my mind that I neglected to ask earlier, because I'm guessing some people are listening to this and saying, whoa, 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 Google's not going to like this, or Bing's not going to like this. So you haven't found any blowback from having 10 or 15 related sites linking into one anchor site? Nope. And the reason being is that the pages are actually, they all contain unique content. There's nothing spammy about it. We're not cloaking. You know, we're not doing some type of bait and switch where you type in this keyword, you click on that domain, and it brings you to some crazy, you know, pharmacy website. So we don't do any of that. That stuff will get you penalized really fast. Gotcha. Okay. And so for someone, like I say, if someone wanted to do this on their own, do you have any other tips or tricks that, uh, that you've learned that, that really helps out? Yeah, definitely. So as far as content, you know, that's one of the most important things. And any person that knows anything about it, SEO will tell you content is king. And one of the reasons is Google likes the uniqueness. So when you're writing content, it's really important that you're writing for your customer, for your audience, and that you're not trying to write for the spiders that are going to be crawling your pages when Google's indexing. Gotcha. When you first told me about this, I really liked it because it just piggybacks on what we all know. We all know that content is good. We all know about backlinks and things like that. But I'll bet that so few of us have ever thought of the idea of taking a little suburb of our city or a little just one area and making a site just for that town and making another site just for that town. I think it's it's such a neat idea. And that's the thing, you know, it's great to go after the big fish, but how about the 150 little fish that are floating around, right? They're just as important. They need our help too. So why not be found by them, right? Let's monopolize your market for you. Don't let somebody else take that business. Let's get it for you. Well, you know, and going back to what you and I were talking about earlier with lifetime value, if you're a dog trainer and your value is a thousand bucks a person on average, just picking up another couple, two or three from some of these suburbs is twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year in extra income from doing something like this. So I mean it seems so simple, but if you have the right lifetime value, it seems like you could, you know, do really well with something like this. Absolutely. So before I let you finish here, obviously it's going to depend on the area. It's going to depend on a million factors. So we know that. But on a low end to a high end, what kind of leads have you seen this create for clients of yours? Sure. I've had some that do about five leads a week and I've had others that do about 10 leads a day. 10 leads a day? Really? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, 10 leads a day, they'd need to hire a full-time salesperson just to deal with that. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, if somebody wanted to hire you or figure out if you're a right fit for them, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. You guys can visit my website at www.dognetwork.org, and there's a link where you can click join. I'll be in contact with you, and we can start going over some of the details. Awesome. Well, Megan, thanks so much for being on the call today. This is a small twist, but it seems like it could be a powerful twist on things that people are already doing. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. And thanks for all the listeners today. Make sure to tune into PetLifeRadio.com and click on Six Figure Dog Business to see a list of all our shows. Talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.